Man, it feels good to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Sorry for the little lull, but everybody takes PTO around Christmas and New Year's, and so it takes us a little bit of time to get ramped back up, get people back into the saddle and running, and uh, here we are. So welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Karen Ritchie's here. She's our marketing manager. She leads events for North America. She has a 20-year career with Comscope by way of Aris and Motorola. Now, what we did is we sat down and talked about CES because as of this podcast going live, CES is starting today. So we talked a lot about what the challenges were in doing it in a virtual world that we live in now and a lot of the things that came in with that. It was a really fun conversation. I learned a lot and got a lot of great insight. And we didn't go into specifics on what will be showcased at CES because we really want you to participate and see that information there because her and her team have worked very hard to put that together. But they've put together an awesome package. I think you're going to love it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We're back. Happy New Year. It's good to be back and it's 2021 now. So of course we can just pretend that 2020 never happened, but what better way to kick it off than uh, invite Karen in and Karen Ritchie is here. She's going to talk about Comscope and CES and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Karen, thanks for coming in. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Hopefully happier year, I'm, I'm sure. And, and it's going to be a large topic of conversation with this because we're going to talk about CES. And as I just mentioned before we started, I've, I've never attended a virtual conference. So I can't imagine what it's been like for you trying to coordinate and put together a virtual conference. Um, so, you know, how's that been? Has it been pretty challenging or have you been able to navigate through it pretty, pretty easily? It has been challenging. Uh, I think everyone absolutely misses uh, seeing folks in person and, and all the wonderful things that um, that live events provide for us in our industry and just, um, you know, as, as natural people wanting to be around each other. Um, we uh, have, I guess, about 10 months under our belt of virtual events. We um started them maybe in about March or April of last year. So it's, we've seen all different platforms, um, lots of creativity, various different ways that folks have tried to engage and be interactive, some super successful, some not so successful, but uh, CES is a, is a, is a big, big event. You know, they, they would typically see about 200,000 people in Las Vegas. And um, I know they have at, at least, um, at least half those numbers are registered virtually. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I like to refer to 2020 as an introvert's heaven, but <laughs> hopefully we're, we're going to cuss past that here pretty soon. So CES, I know it's a, it's a huge deal. There's lots of stuff going on in there. Um, so I guess first things first, if I'm, you know, a audience member per se, mm-hmm. Uh, or a par- not a participant. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Anyways, attendee. An, an, an attendee, attendee. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> if I'm an attendee, how do I find Comscope? And and when I do find you, what are some of the things I can expect to learn more about? Mm-hmm. So the CES event is uh, it does require registration, and um, there actually is a fee associated with it. So one of the things that we saw last year is some companies offered their virtual events um, completely for free. And I think that other companies have started to realize that a little bit of a price um, a, a price tag has 
created a, some more quality attendance, maybe a, a bit more um, aligned to whoever their normal audience is. And then you get you get um, folks to really show up. They don't just register and then not show up. So this one does require registration. You can do that at ces.tech, T-E-C-H. And, um, and then once you're registered, you can find us as an exhibitor within the directory. Um, and you can search us by Comscope. You can actually search us by ARIS, which is A-R-R-I-S, because a lot of what we are focusing on is our home networking products. Um, this has traditionally been a show where we saw in person a lot of our retail customers. As you can imagine, it's consumer electronics. So um, you can search by either one of those company names and find us. And then we're also going to show up under 5G technology, um, video technology, smart cities, and other categories like that. Um, so that's the best way to find us. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first full year where Comscope, Eris, Ruckus have all been put together and had enough runway to kind of internally integrate a lot of things, right? So you have all these different pieces. So has been putting together, I guess, your presentation materials and, and showcase items for CES this year. Has it has it has it been a little different putting that stuff together just because you have a broader portfolio now? Yeah, in a way, I I think the three brands have come together really well. So, um, you know. That that's not as much of the challenge. Um, I think the challenge is really understanding what a virtual audience is going to be interested in. When we went to CES in the past, um, the majority of our globally, we saw service providers and operators and retail customers. So many people were already in town, and you just have this mass amount of folks converging on. Um, in Vegas, we were located in a, a super central area, and so it was just natural that we got to see people, and we could tell a a one Comscope story, um, which Eris and Ruckus were already really well um, aggregated into, consolidated into. The storylines were 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 pretty pretty well um, told already. So this was a matter of when people are navigating on their own. They don't have anyone guiding them uh, through our content. You you had to figure out what what might folks want to see if, um, if no one's really taking them through it. So we focus quite heavily on um, our home networks business, the Wi-Fi 6E, um, streamers, um, and I mentioned before our home networking products. So it's it's uh, our story. Our story is already pretty, pretty consolidated, which is good. That is good. When you say streamers, do you mean like content streaming, like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, things like that? Um, well, d- devices to to support that th- those uh, providers. Okay, gotcha. So this is the one thing I don't. You probably have an answer for this, and I was kind of curious about it. But I think that the toughest nut to crack with this for me and my own personal <laughs> thoughts would be if you're in a booth at a trade show and you have people coming up to you and you're talking to them and you're interacting with them. Mm -hmm. You can judge so much just based off of how they're interacting, how they respond, um, what their, you know, their body language is and the questions they're asking. Is that going to be a challenge doing this virtually? 
Yeah, well, at CES in the past, we actually had a private space because we, we for the most part, knew um, knew the folks that were coming in to see us because they were our glo- you know operators globally, our retail customers globally. We didn't have a, an open booth on the show floor, so we were not amongst all kind of that um, that type of CES engagement. That is why I actually think this show is going to be so unique is because um, it could be anybody. We don't know who's going to visit our showcase. We don't know who's going to search for us and find us. So um, we were um, just doing some training to, to, to manage and learn how the chat platform is going to work. It's going to be a Microsoft platform. But um, one of the unique things about virtual events is pretty much every event is a new platform and you're learning it and you're troubleshooting and you're, you're figuring out on the fly. Um, even as an exhibitor, we won't really see it live until the show launches. So we have a couple of folks globally that will um, sort of man the booth, and um, and we're just going to all back each other up. We're gonna we're gonna take what comes at us. We're gonna answer the questions how we have. We're gonna we're gonna um, try and follow up post event how, however uh, however we need to. So we we really it's qualifying, it's having those conversations, it's trying to get to know pe- people virtually on the spot. And as you mentioned, you you don't you don't see them in per- you know, you don't get the benefit of of figuring someone out in person. You have to do it all um mostly via chat. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, we've been we've been on the internet for so long. I guess there's you can navigate that pretty well. I think, I mean, I always, I always look at the standpoint of, uh, we do live streaming within education. So we do it on YouTube and we're going to just use YouTube, I think solely for the, for the duration, but we do that. And it's, it's kind of a weird feeling because you almost feel like you're talking to a vacuum, right? Because you're sitting here giving all this information, but you're not getting any feedback back to mm-hmm. you. And that's because usually people are, if they're watching it and if you're doing a good enough job of it, you don't, you don't really solicit that many questions, right? Because they're just kind of going through it. Now, some people you'll get questions out of it. It's always been a weird feeling to me where you just feel like you're kind of talking to yourself. <laughs> it gets a little weird, but this environment should be pretty good because you will have that chat and interaction. And it's more of a product showcase versus let me show you how to configure DPSK. And then people are like, oh my God, I have no interest in this because I don't use it kind of thing, right? I think a product showcase is a really good way to put it. And that's uh, that's what virtual events for the most part have become. They're, they're, um, they're avenues to take a lot of digital content, um, some of it that you could find already on your own if you were to visit comscope.com and, um, you know, or, you know, maybe you're already engaged with whoever your account manager are, your contact at Comscope. But we're aggregating it. Um, we're bringing it all together, aligned to an audience, and then we're we're hoping that CES, um, you know, using all the mechanisms and all the marketing and all the promotional weight that they have, brings people together, and that during that period of time that people are used to being live in Vegas, because this is leaving a gap in people's worlds. I mean, this was a big deal in um, in our industry and in and in a lot of industries that cross over the consumer electronics. Um, um, market and audience. So they're going to be looking for things. And so that that's why we just don't know. We just don't know who, who's going to cross our paths, but we're ready for it. Yeah. And I, so you were nice enough to send me, um, a, a kind of a briefing on what's going to be included and I'm not going to divulge too much about it. Cause I don't know what you really want to, well, I guess this isn't going live until it starts anyways, but 
<laughs> you know, kind of looking through it, I, th I think one of the things I see when I look through it is we do have a very broad product portfolio that some people look at. And so me personally, I'm going to look at it and say, okay, what I'm doing here every day with, you know, Wi-Fi and controllers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do I, do I really need to worry about uh, surfboards or do I need to worry about some of the um, home assure stuff, things like that? Mm -hmm. And then I think about it, I'm like, well, I absolutely do because one of the arms that we have is ruckus at home. So we have homeowners that have hardware in there and millions of homeowners that have surfboards in it. Mm -hmm. And and what that kind of tells me is when people go through and they start to look at this, you might be looking for one product that's going to create that one solution, but you're not aware of all of these other products that tie in that actually help enhance or grow that solution beyond it. So I'm I'm assuming you're going to see a lot of that as well, right? And one of the resources on our showcase page is um, it, it's a it's a summary um, document of, of a bunch of virtual interactive tools. And um, I guess, you know, end to end is the right way to describe it. I mean, Comscope is um, providing connectivity and broadband solutions for, you know, from from the head end to the home. And. Um, it isn't just one piece of it. It's it's the entire portfolio that makes that happen. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone that's getting connectivity to any device in their world, we're, we're part of that. Oh, yeah. If you're sitting at home on an Internet connection, you're touching a piece of Comscope Aris Ruckus hardware somewhere. I guarantee it. Absolutely. So we have a really cool, a couple really cool tools that um, are, you can, you, you can interact, you can deep dive into uh, a head end, um, different parts of how that works. You can deep dive into a home, you can deep dive into a smart city, and you can see all the pieces that Comscope and Eris are, and Ruckus are um, providing um, in, in a lot of different parts of that puzzle that, that, um, you know, we're, we're trying to solve and we're just trying to meet the capacities that are constantly growing and we're constantly being challenged with and um, trying to solve, solve those challenges alongside of our service providers and our retail partners. Yep, exactly. And it's, it's always funny when I, I'm lucky. I know I'm lucky. I get to sit down and talk to people such as yourself about things like this. And you realize that mm -hmm. when you get the product side of it, that's one thing, but I also have an internal view into support and engineering Mm -hmm. where you start to see a lot of the development and ideas that are going into things. And it, it becomes, I just, sometimes I have to take a step back. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool stuff. And I, I know everybody's listening to whatever you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, yeah, I kind of am. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you go work somewhere, you have to have a level of passion for it and you have to believe in it. And so I just see that come through in so many different ways. So it, it's really cool to see. It really is. Absolutely. So here's, here's my question. You've been doing this a long time. I'm, if you had to guess, how many trade shows do you think you've done in your career? Oh gosh. Mm. I over 200. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first year in many, many years. I can't even really count that. I have not been heading to Vegas in, in the next few days. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, a lot. Okay. So you put this, <laughs> you put this huge list together in this product showcase and all these things, and you have different products in there that do different things, right? But can you kind of look at this thing 
mm-hmm. 10,000 foot view right now and look at it and say, I think this one is going to be the one that gets the most attention. Are you, can you do that? And are you pretty accurate with that over the course of 200 trade shows that you've done? Hmm. By attention. Uh, well, so in a virtual environment, well, one of the things that's been happening with virtual events is you are actually getting, um, more visitors, so to speak, to your booth, to your showcase, um, to your content, because there are no barriers. There are no time constraints. Um, a lot of times there's no cost constraints. Anyone can attend. And, um, what we're finding is amongst the visitors and the registrants is you're you're not just getting those you're not getting just the decision makers and the influencers who are allowed to travel. You're actually getting people who um, might matter just as much or be part of the process in those decisions and that influence, but maybe weren't able to go to the event. So um, we're we're actually seeing those folks, which is terrific. One of the challenges, I think, and putting 2020 behind us, looking forward to 2021. How do we continue to answer to those folks? How do we continue to market to those people, even when we go back live? And maybe they're not able to go to the events live, but they've become engaged now for the first time with virtual content. That's, you know, you've got to keep doing that. So, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of visitors out of 70,000 people. I mean, it's just, it's going to happen naturally. In the Wi-Fi 6E space, in the streaming space, in the um, you know, in the uh, home networking space. I mean, we're a big, we're a big player, and I think that um, we're going to see a lot of activity. So, I'm not going to make any predictions, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna come to an agreement right now. If we're going to continue to do this podcast, you're going to stop half answering the question that I was going <laughs> to ask you when you were done with the first one. <laughs> Because <laughs> that brings up a really good point, right? Trade shows, CES, things like that, they, they typically attract management level attendance, right? But what you just said is now you are going to start to interact with more of the architects and the contributors and the individual contributors that are really taking part in not only deploying but managing this technology. Have you had to do different steps to prepare for that going into it than you would normally? No, I think I, I I mean I think that we're generally our our resources and our our portfolio strategy and and what our marketing team and our our um you know our everything's already kind of moving along those lines. So once we get the platform and we understand the outlet that we're going to be using to to deliver um I think we pretty much know where we're headed. It's just a matter of, of bringing it all together and and um you know, making, making the tools that the organizers offer us work and, and they're always different. Well, that's good. I mean, I think it's uh, the thing I like about it is just the, okay. So we live in this weird world now where everything is virtual. Happy hour is done over a zoom call. <laughs> Christmas was done over who knows what. Um, but you're in this world now where you're also, providing an opportunity to allow a larger, more diverse audience to come in and look at this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, visibility isn't a bad thing, right? And then having people that are in depth involved in your technology and hardware, you know, giving them kind of a viewpoint on the ground floor into that stuff. I, I think it's beneficial. I mean, there's, there's really a lot of cool stuff in here. 
Well, one of the, I, I agree with you. And I think when we were live at an event like CES, you know, someone would walk in the door to, um, to our space and we'd kind of already have a plan for what we were going to show them. And now they're visiting us and we don't really get to direct that. They get to kind of pick and choose. So that's, that's why I think it's nice to have um, this diversity of content and hopefully they take the time to, to view it all and engage with it all um, and, and speak to some of our staff that will be um, on standby. But, but yeah, it's, it's self, it's a little more self guided because that, that, you know, they're not walking up to a reception counter and being directed to somebody or there isn't, there isn't a person already kind of having a plan of what they're going to show them. They, they get to choose for themselves. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess that makes it a lot more dynamic. So you're going to be on your toes more probably, I'm assuming. It's going to be a busy couple days, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I should mention the content runs for 30 full days after the show. So um, it, it while that's one of those other things that's happening with virtual events, I mean, they live for longer. They they don't just happen over a couple days and, and then go away. They, they live for a while. And um, so the folks that are um, all the registrants can can participate and and ingest that content on their own time and usually over a longer period of time. Wow. Well, that's that's cool. I mean, it, longer access, you know, and then it's kind of on. Think about it this way. You've got somebody that has an absolute commitment that they can't get out of. They can't make it to CES. Now they can access that content for mm -hmm. a much longer period. So there are mm -hmm. benefits to it. I mean, everybody's so busy sitting around complaining about how not everybody, but a lot of people are really frustrated with how things are operating in the world. And, you know, we keep finding benefits like this. So that kind of leads me into the next part of it is when you, when you go into CES in 2022, assuming that we don't have COVID 25 by then, mm -hmm. do you think it's going to be a different, <laughs> a different approach because it will be more in person? How much of this virtual stuff do you think is going to carry over into that stuff and kind of tie into it? Or do you think it's going to go back to how it was normal? Everybody's there, you know, kind of in person type of thing. I, I think, I think we're going to see, um, and, and hybrid is the term that exists right now. I think it's going to be hybrid for quite some time. I, I, you know, I don't think anyone is going to not be expecting the virtual along with the live. And, um, I, I think that tr the travel, you know, people feeling comfortable, um, and, um, and actually finding the value in the travel, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think what that might do for us is it might make events more targeted, um, more purposeful. Um, maybe people, instead of coming to an event and staying for a few days, they come to an event, they're there one day. And it's very, very specific, very targeted. And I, I think there's a lot of positive parts of that. But there are going to be people that still expect the virtual content. And that might never stop. And I'm not sure that it should. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, not that I'm an expert in this field at all, but based on what you're telling me, it makes perfect sense. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that pans out. We're going to have to talk about this again next year before you get ready and see what the difference in conversation is between today and then <laughs> just to kind of see. <laughs> it's all a guess. It's all a guess. But every organizer that um, myself or my team speaks to, they are, are they're considering 
to audiences now. Um, they're considering a live audience in the future, and they're considering a virtual audience that will will always need to be um, messaged and accounted for. And that's just, you know, you could you could usually after an event get co- access to content, you know, recorded or a white paper or a presentation or whatever it might have been. But that was it. But you weren't you weren't looking for it to be delivered to you in an event format. And that's going to keep that's going to continue. Oh, OK, good. So because this is going live day of, do you want to go into and cover what different products are going to be showcased or do you want to wait and let, let the attendees kind of get into that when they, when they go into it? Um, probably let them get into it, but we could do a little bit of a summary. Mystery. I like it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to divulge is fine. I'm not, I'm not pressuring you. Yeah, visit visit us and um and we encourage you to visit us. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret when you show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to show up to find out. Exactly. No, I, like I said, what's been put together I first of all on behalf of all of us, thank you because I know that the amount of work that goes into this that you and your team has to put into it even in person or virtual is a mountain. So everything that, that you all have done to do that and help, you know, get our products and our technology out there in front of people and really showcase what, you know, amount of hard work is done internally to get that stuff, you know, customer ready is, is awesome. So thank you for being the the forefront in that and getting that stuff out there. It's, it's very much appreciated. Thank you. Well, there, there's a lot that goes into it, but, um, you know, it, we're, we're just happy to deliver it and put it in front of the customer and, uh, the global public. And we're looking forward to a successful event. Good. Well, it sounds like it's going to be, I mean, you guys have put a lot of, a lot of preparation into it and I'm excited to to hear the feedback and see, I want to talk to you afterwards and see how it went. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in and doing this and uh, good luck with everything. I know you're going to be busy, but you're, uh, you're going to do great. So thanks again. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks. All right. See everybody. Thank you for listening to RuckCast. If you just found us for the first time, be sure to follow or subscribe on your platform of choice so you can be notified of future episodes. If you have ideas for future episodes or can't find RuckCast on your favorite platform, Contact us at ruckcast at comscope.com. And as always, thanks for listening.